0: In New York City, I am Abby Harris, your host today. What up, what up? up? Welcome to Beyond the Blockchain. I am your host, Abby Harris. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Happy New Year. 2024. Welcome to Beyond the Blockchain. I am your host, Abby Harris. Oh man, I am excited. Shout out to Pizza Dow. Um, today is gonna be our first. This is our first interview, first show. This is the format. This is how this thing is working out. Um, throughout the week, I will be having interviews with different guests and different people that I contact and connect with um that have interested interesting projects um so just be prepared but this i started my year off um with ant lava uh i know you've seen if you haven't seen i have promotion advertising he has a collection called black billionaires collection so we're going to get into that interview but first you know i just want to talk about certain things that's happening within the space um within the blockchain space uh the et the etfs Like, all of this information, like, we all sitting on the edge of our seats waiting, you know um, I will be doing some reporting on some of this stuff So, if you want to follow up or get some more information on the ETF So, but we're going to get into some of the news Like, AI has been driving everything, right Um, Every time you see it on TV, everywhere is AI, AI i did a whole report on ai the good the bad the ugly but there are like certain little things that i just like want to and have to talk about um this is like my note my news buzz is the news buzz the news buzz feed uh let's see tesla has recalled two million cars I don't know if you got a chance to see that movie. Um, with all of the cars and all of that, like, it sounds good. Self-driving, but if the glitch or the AI decides they want to kill everybody and crash, you know, that is very, very scary. Like I said, there are positives and negatives. Um, I remember when this first started coming out You see people ghost riding the whip And falling asleep while the cars driving in traffic um, And you're relying on technology Which where is where the gap falls Because sometimes technology has its mind of its own Especially when it is machine learning and learning us It's not going to always learn the positives A lot of times it's going to learn the negatives And it's not going to be able to understand and compute so that is like one of the craziest topics of, of the, um, of the, of the, what you call it. the other thing is let's talk about this, th- these prices. Um, I have this thing about, uh, crypto, like there are some people who believe in it. There's certain people who don't. Um, but I just wanted, like I said, this is, this is how we're going to start off this year of talking about just the money aspect, where it's going, what are the expectations? So what I believe is that um, the reason why Bitcoin is hanging out at 44,000, right? Cause we're we be at 44,825 right now. And I believe it's hanging out there because January 10th is a very special day. Um, that is the day that we see if we get uh, ETF approval from the SEC. Right, um, so what that do if that happens, it's gonna be a quick pump. Um, we can easily see it pump from forty eight to maybe fifty two thousand or maybe sixty thousand. Um, if the if the ETFs get rejected, though, that's that's the other thing. If the ETFs get rejected, expect that um, a sudden dump. And the reason why it will be a sudden dump is because. Uh, a lot of people will be pulling their profits um because they already see that this is how they say the retail investors the retail investors is going to be pulling oh i don't even got my vibe in. that's why it's so light in here like i gotta i gotta get the vibe right so, excuse me my vibe is a little off right now and i just realized that i don't even have all my lights on because i was i was being Prepared ready for the show and didn't even get a chance to turn all my lights on So let me start off with that. Let me get my lights on so I can make sure I get this beyond the blockchain move today So we're gonna start out with my backlights back there Okay, we got those in okay, those is on You got it as bright as you can. Oh, and I got to get my beat popping like what's going on here? You no, know, it's, it's it's beyond the blockchain podcast. Why I don't have my bee popping. Like my bee's supposed to be popping. The whole whole shim, shim and shebang should should be going. You see the skull face and all that. But let me get back to um <clears throat> Um the topics of this ETF and the expectations of um a dump happening. Um So there's a company called Grayscale, right? Now Grayscale actually sued the SEC and it actually went in their favor and so if so if the ETFs don't eventually so, so hold on, let me back this up. So if the ETFs don't get approved by the 10th, right? Expect it be a very hard dumping of everything because people are going to be pulling their money out Um, So that is kind of like the 10th is a a very very big day of what's happening within the space And this is I always tell people remember to pull your profits Pull your profits it's easy to say oh I want to I want to see you go to the moon but If you're not dollar cost averaging and pulling your profits every time you see, then you're never, it's going to go like this. You're going to see your money go like this. And then you're going to see your money go pop. And a lot of us has been here before that went like this and then pull our money and it went like pop. And they all sick for the last 12, 13, 14 months, right? But this time around, we're going to pull our profits, especially if we riding on ETFs if they're gonna, if, if if they're gonna get rejected or not. So that's what the main thing is. Now here's the thing, there's a lot of money that's moving into um, on Bitcoin. Look, I did my research, so I'm, I'm actually reading my notes, right? So I can really communicate and have Beyond the Blockchain informative before we get into some of uh, the guests and some of the great topics that we're talking about. Um, so money is moving in the blockchain because many feel like ETFs will get approved and Bitcoin will pump hard. Now, this is not financial advice, but I love ordinals. Ordinals is a new NFT that is a new ecosystem of NFTs that's built on Bitcoin. Since I've been involving my dollar cost averaging in ordinals, I've been seeing oh I've been seeing some good uh numbers on what it does do your own research they call ordinals um nfts built on blockchain like uh shout out to to luca he was like the first one and eric was the first one uh that that tell me about it and i actually looked at it months ago when that when it was uh cents on the dollar but i did not look at it and then lately i got into it so Make sure you check out ordinals and especially if Bitcoin pumps, right? If Bitcoin pumps ordinals and that whole ecosystem of NFTs and digital assets on magic eating, oh, it's, the value is going to be crazy. So personally, I am bullish in the market in 24, 25. If ETFs get approved, Bitcoin is half it's coming up. The interest rates on the market for the year. Like I'm telling you guys, I did my research. The cycle ends 24, 2024, mid 2025. New millionaires will be made in this year if you do the things right. Are you listening to what I'm saying? If you do your research, you connect with the right crowd, you follow the... Things that happened last year, if you're pulling your profits, if you, 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 you're putting it in to the places that need the place, you're doing your own research. In 2024, 20, 12 to 18 months, there will be new millionaires. That's what this thing is doing. That's why I drank the juice. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I drank the juice because I seen, like, see, there's a whole thing about uh, this Web3, crypto, Bitcoin. There's a financial side, which you can uh, day trade. You can huddle. Know what I'm saying? Over there. Then there's a NFT side to where there are digital assets and digital communities that you could be a part of that has host value. And then there's startups and companies and corporations and problem solving and VCs and all that. I am personally all over the place. Um. I am not a trader. I learned a long time ago that trading is not my thing. Like I realized, and the reason why is because I grew up with my grandfather during the holidays. Everybody would get around, we get all the pennies around the house, and we'd be even playing blackjack, pity pat, tonk. I come from a gambling household, you know what I'm saying? So going to uh atlantic city vegas and playing cards or playing dice c-load craps that's where i grew up so once i understand and identify that i have um gambling in my body in my life then it's like okay bro be easy because I'm looking my first time I was trading on my on my own. I went and did the whole YouTube university, which I suggest nobody do. I f- suggest you get a mentor. I suggest you get a team. I guess you, I suggest you get people who can answer questions for you, because if you go out as a long wolf right out here trying to trade off of uh, Fibonacci and all of these tools that you really don't understand, then guess what? You will lose your money because there are more there there are more uh, market maker winners than there are uh, uh, noob traders or noob investors. So um, that is where I stay at with that. But like I said, in this year, if you do things right and you move in the direction that you need to, then yeah, absolutely. Um, that's something that we would talk about because I'm building this community. Um, and this community is a bunch of great people, great networking people who have all types of resources that can help you. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Let me see. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna end that with my uh, that is my reporting for my beyond the blockchain news. Um, I hope that was very informative for you. So now, without further ado, we're going to get into this interview with my man, Ant Lava. Um, this is Beyond the Blockchain Podcast. I pre-record my interviews, so there's going to be pre-recorded. There's going to be a lot of references and stuff. Um, shout out to everybody that tuned in. This is the Beyond the Blockchain Podcast, and uh, check it out. 2024, you my first interview, so we're going to crack the mold no other than black billionaires, right? Cause that's what you're promoting. So it gotta be on that type of time and type of level. So now let's restart this question back. Who is Ant Lava?
1: (laughs) Ant Lava, when I used to do street team back in the day for all the labels, you know, Mm -hmm. so come they call me Ant Live, and then, you know, my peoples I was running around with just shortened it to Lava, and I put, you know, my first name, which is Anthony, with the, you know, so some people call me Lava, some people call me Ant Lava, but, you know, that whole concept of Lava really just came from, you know, I turn up. I'm the one that, you know, when we went to the pool, I'm the first one to break the ice, I go to the party, I'm going to walk in and, you know, yo,
0: you, you know what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> bringing that, always bringing that good energy and really... Bringing that positive force and really uniting people, you know what I mean. And and in nature, lava is the foundation. You know what I'm saying. So without you know without a volcano and the lava, like you don't get land. You know what I'm saying. So that's where every kind of start from from the group, from the grassroots level. So really, you know, bringing that all together and just embracing that. You know what I mean. And you know, for me, I started you know my career. You know, came from interning. You know what I'm saying? I come from the era of interning and learning, and I started that on music videos. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, I, I went to a, a mad skills video. Mad Skills move your body, you will pull it up. Hold on hold on, hold, video. Hold, on,
0: hold on. hold on, time out for one second. How do you feel that Mad Skills is not doing the, the wrap-ups anymore?
1: Uh I mean Skills is still doing what he's doing, but you know, <laughs> it's it's the good and the bad thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Okay, to, okay, without, okay, keep
0: going, keep ooh. going, cause
1: I. <laughs> I think I think for the sake of hip hop, they should have maybe on one year, did you know, kind of the remix and let him murder and skills do it together, and I think that would've been dope. But you know, I think you know he brought something good to the culture that that's that that's still going. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you know that's from that era, that's how. And the funny thing is in that video. You know, if you could pull up the video on YouTube, it's called "Move Your Body." I'm actually laughing at skills going into the club, so it's just like <laughs> <laughs> I look back at it. And I'm like, damn, you was doing that back then, and it's just like it still, you know, move forward to you know today and a lot of things that I was doing throughout my career.
0: So you know, so let's, let's back inter- and ho- yeah,
1: and from I'm the intern part. You know, in the beginning and and my first music video was Burning Spare, Reggae artist. and from there I met, you know, dope people like Carl Verner, Rich Ford, you know, linked up with Hype Williams, worked on seven oh two Stilo, Missy I Can't Stay in the Rain, like tons of tons of tons of music videos. So that was, you know, and that's how I kinda got introduced to the music business. Mm -hmm. You know, growing up or green i saw guys like big riding around in the land cruiser or spike lee you know they did hip-hop parade in my project so i never forget that day me and my family was dressed up on our way to church and we come outside on the basketball court it's spike is naughty by nature we like we back upstairs and changing we, we <laughs> you know I mean? so that you know seeing those experiences firsthand and seeing other young black people coming from where i come from and you know, that that changed my mind. It was like, I want to do that. You know what I'm saying? And and also like growing up in Fort Green, like that's where, you know, Eric B was hanging out in a whole paid and full era. So he was bringing through like all of the rappers, G-Rap, LL, all these different people. So it was seeing the life, not just hearing it, you know, the radio that we used to hear, listening to Red Alert and everybody, but it was actually now seeing these people firsthand and that just really intrigued me and I was like, now nah, I gotta be a part of that. That sounds
0: dope. Like I got a similar similar story too. Um I got a very similar story. Um But
1: and that's why people like I was a I'm a fan first of the culture. No matter how much I'm involved with the business, I think what you know what makes me dope and stand out for my marketing and my and my point of view on the coach is that i look at it from a fan it's like not just from a business perspective yeah this part is going to make us money but what's really going to engage the fan because at the end of the day you know i could go to a concert and be backstage but now nah, i want to go and stand out there with the people i want to see the show i just, i could go stand on the stage behind the rappers but you don't get the same experience being in the crowd With the people, you know what I'm saying. It's that energy, it's that vibe.
0: (laughs) So, okay, so, interning, videos, music, and then what? Like, how did how did you how because all of that, none of that sounds like you getting paid. You feel me? So, how does how do you because a lot of like this dream that people have of being in the music industry is a very glorious thing when you see all the jewelries in the cars, but they don't really see the grunt work on how to get it, you feel me, or getting in there. So that's you know what I'm saying? So I want you to explain that a little bit more.
1: (laughs) Started doing the music videos and when the when the videos kind of slowed down, like that's how I got introduced to the street team. You know what I'm saying? And then and then then you know like shout out to my man General. I started doing street team with him and back then you had accounts. So we was working for all the different labels, Universal, G Street, picking up different artists, you know what I'm saying? And and really working the records. And he was really the OG that's like, I got to a point with him where I was probably making a couple hundred dollars a month and I'm, you know, now in high school and I'm just like, yo, I want more money, (laughs) like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I need more bread. And he like, yo, I ain't gonna pay you no more money. It's like, the only way you are gonna get more money is either you go get your own accounts and build your own team, and I was like, all right, well then that's what I'm gonna go do. Like, <laughs> you know, when I was in high school, you know, I, I was doing fashion shows. I was the president of my high school, you know, since since freshman year came in and ran the student government. And I was like, y'all want to do fashion shows. And back then we, you know, we used to go look in the back of the source and the vibe. And that's where you got in contact with the people that ran ads. Yeah. And that's kind of how I was introduced to the fashion game. You know what I'm saying? So we were calling, calling. It wasn't picking up. I'm like, yo, the address right there. And I went to school downtown, but we gonna go to the city and go to their office. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Uh, look
0: the naiveness of a young man trying to get on right. (laughs)
1: Like, it's, it's, You're not going to tell us no. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to tell me no, then you're going to tell me no on my face. And then we're going to walk down the hall from your office and be like, yo, they told us no. You want to rock with us? <laughs> so it was like all of these worlds at one time. But I think for me, it was always, you know, building that connection. Like, you know, for me, like, even on music videos, like, you get a production book. You got a production book on every set. And everybody I met, during that time, I would actually call them every week looking for work. So it was like every Wednesday and Thursday, because I was still in school, I would call them like, "Yo, you guys shooting any videos this weekend? Can I work? Can I work? So it was really learning. I think, you know, in order to be in any business, the great thing about being an intern is that you learn and you get the fuck up on other people money, you know what I'm saying? So but also, learn. also,
0: something that you said that you kind of like skip past was building the contacts, having those numbers, building the relationships. You know what I'm saying? That that like because somebody who is an intern, interning with you, all of a sudden got a big budget and is head of a whole department that's gonna say, "Yo, I need some bodies over here." You know what I'm saying? All right.
1: I'm saying so yeah it, it, you know it became I was consistent you know what I'm saying so I would constantly call all these different people and then it was just like yo you got any work you got any work and then it'd be so funny because somebody be like yeah I'm working on this and then you get to that same set and somebody that you call ain't tell you they're like damn you here you working y'all so it's just like you know kind of just being consistent on it and really building those relationships and I think a lot of people just when they go out and meet contacts, the most important thing is the follow up. Like you can always go to different events, go to this and that, but if you don't send that quick email or that quick text, then it's just like, what's the point? So, you know, really build out. And then, you know, from there, I worked with entertainment, which was which was dope and launched Cameron's career, working with Charlie Baltimore, working with Lance Rivera, who also was not just a a, a music executive, he was also directing videos. So kind of me coming off that intern street team, I, I was able to join a team and do college radio, you know, run the street team, but also work on all of the music videos. So I was like, uh, you know, what I'm saying a two in one package like he could do all the promo videos like nah, we need this kid on the team. So that's how we was, you know, very effective in launching Cam's career, launching Charlie's com- career after the, you know, after the death of Big and real and really keep working those junior mafia projects, little Kim project. And you know, when that whole situation folded, I was able to work with Loud and Sony for a while. And then I, you know, based on Cam leaving Sony and going to The Rock, like, I you know, he gave me that call, like, Lava, I'm over here now, I need the one too let's make it happen and it was it was like come on let's go let's let's, let's take it to the top <laughs>
0: yo that that is really uh cool because people don't really know your history they might have seen you around but they don't really know you know what i'm saying um, all the campaigns and stuff that you have worked on and people don't really understand and i didn't understand as we was all in it that we have how could i say like stamps in the 50 years of hip hop or some type of input on some projects or different stuff going on in there how do you how do you feel about that
1: i mean i feel good about it i just feel like you know what disappointed me about hip hop 50 was as a culture it didn't celebrate all of us everybody that contributed to the culture you know what I'm saying, and I felt like it only gave light to the MCs, and the artists. But we talking about the culture. You know what I'm saying. So when you mention the culture, it's not just the artists. You got to pick up the directors, the stylists, everybody behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? Like the producers, the engineers. Like it's it's so many people that make these projects happen. So if you're gonna celebrate, celebrate everybody. You know what I'm saying? And I, and that's what I. That's what that's the part I didn't like. And I feel like even no artist didn't step up and say that. You know what I'm saying? And say, yo, we celebrating the culture, not just the MC part. Because when you look back at the beginning of hip hop, it was what? The MC, the DJ, the breakdancing, the graffiti artists. You know what I'm saying? The fashion. So we gotta celebrate it all, not just the person that has the voice because it's all of those other things that make the whole culture that's why hip hop is so dope because it's not just the voice it's the fashion with the voice with the art with the with the dancing with the slang with everything that makes it all that one world that's just like originated from the ghetto and you know what i'm saying and from the streets and that's and the impact the whole world
0: so much music that I hear right now that is so like derivatives of hip hop that they just trying to just create hip hop flow.
1: Like, <laughs> I, you know, what?
0: I feel like if there's any type of boom bap or any type of drums on certain type of songs, regardless if they use it in pop or EDM, it's hip hop. Right. That's how I personally feel. Um, right. So so let's go back to uh the Rockefeller being at Rockefeller because Rockefeller changed the game. They they was actually they moved a lot of buildings. The building moved for Rockefeller. Talk about that experience.
1: I think I think, you know, once again, it goes back to the culture. I think Rockefeller was able to make an impact on the culture because it wasn't just the music. We had where we had Armadale, you had Pro Kedge, you had the films, and then you had this collective group of artists and individuals, not from just New York, but the five boroughs, Philly, you know, bringing that whole flavor to the world. So I think it was, you know, it was, we changed the world in a way that was very dope and no other crew or, you know, sh- you know, shout out to the, you know, the Deaf Gems or the Deaf Rolls or the Bad Boy, but they didn't have all of that. They didn't have that full component the way we were able to Embrace everything and represent it and bring it all to the world. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you look at the different sides that, you know, Dip said, then you got State Prop, and then you got Jay and Bleak and his crew. So, you know what I'm saying? It was just all of these different flavors, you know, and then come in, then you bring Yay with Chicago, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like you couldn't stop it. It was this unstoppable force because it was just. Always bringing that full package at the same time, whether it was new flows, beats, slang, fashion. It was just like you know, you look at Jay and what they did, what he did with the with the Yankee fitted. But then when Dipset joined, it was like the whole fashion shit switched. You know what I'm saying? Everybody went bandana crazy, Jeff hands, and you know what I'm saying? Like it went up. But then when yay came, he switched it again. You know what I'm saying? state prop had their flavor they switched it up at daytime so i think it was really not just bringing just the music but a whole cultural lifestyle that people you know was able to replicate and i and i think that's important in business because we always offer tangible products so it was just like you can look at the artist but then you could actually go to the store buy a rock outfit buy armadale look like jay-z or you could go buy you you know a bandana outfit of jeff hamilton leather some scissor you know what i'm saying and throw your bandana on like santana and look like this you know what i'm saying so it was like they the people could really replicate that and i think that's what was dope about it now
0: looking at it from the inside out structurally meetings Mm -hmm. talking to people how was mm-hmm. that experience? Because, you know, we all see the outside. We just see, like I said, the glory. We we don't see what time the day starts, what time you need to be there, make sure them phone calls go out, make sure to get in contact with stores. Like, how does that function because Now, because you're coming from interning into you being dropped in all of these places. And, of course, as New Yorkers, and I say this, we are chameleons. We can form and shape to whatever we color we need to. Because, And I believe it's because there's so many different nationalities in our city that we have to. By the time we leave our house and go to the corner store, we just spoke to the person from Africa. We done spoke to the person from Brazil. We done spoke to Yemen. We done spoke to all these people. Not only did we speak to them, we might even say hello in their language, to be honest with you, being the New Yorker. But So going back to that, Talk about the structure of, like, different personalities and how things would work and some of that, some of those ideas that you might have seen and says, you know what, I'm going to take this and take that and implement it to my business and so I can exceed.
1: Right. I think, I think one of the, you know, the brightest things that was about the Rockefeller team was that it was young people. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, a lot of, you know, when you look back at the staff, we were all, like I joined Rockefeller when I was 20. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I wasn't even legal to be in the clubs, you know what I'm saying? But I'm the national, I had my 21st birthday at the office and then Damon looked at me like, hold up, you're 21, but you go to the club every night. Like, it's just like, I'm old school New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait, what? So I think, you know, it was really, Letting us bring those young ideas into the room and into the corporate environment and giving us a chance. And also me, like I, you know, even with me being young at that time, my street team is mainly high school kids. So it was just like I would literally go to the schools, pull up with the Rockefeller truck, give out stuff and be like, yo, whoever wanna work, take my number and this is how you can find me. So I think, you know, that's something I, that, you know, was able to structure it. And then, you know, based on what I did in music, I was promoted to the director your promotions for all of the brands. So not just the music, that was the fashion, the liquor, the films, the sneakers, the clothes, everything, you know what I'm saying? So it was really like bringing that bringing that structure and bringing that cross marketing flavor to it. So, you know, when I joined, I felt like there wasn't, you know, you really didn't see the artists in those ads. And that was really a marketing play because they're, the record company will only give you a certain amount of dollars, but then I go sitting in a fashion meet and then they spending, say they spending a half a million here, they spending five million. How can we get part of that five million? Like I'm gonna spend that quickly over here. So it was just like really now to bring that cross-marketing idea to say, okay, well, if we put the artists in this ad and we put their logo on these marketing tools and promos, then we could get 10 times X amount. Well, we could get 50 times the amount of exposure off of this. So, you know, you think about, you know, when Jewel's was in the Rockaway ad and they had the the billboard in front of, you know, MTV in the middle of Times Square. It's no way on his Rockefeller budget he would have been able to do that. But by putting it in the ad and they spending a way lot more money, you know what I'm saying? Like, now we can get that massive exposure. So I think the brand partnership and having dope brands that they understood and being to, bring, to let young people come in the room and have a voice and believe in that voice and say, okay, bring me your ID on paper, bring me your budget, approve it, and then say, go attack. Like, I'm not gonna let you, I'm not gonna hold your hand every step of the way. If you get jammed up, come and let me know, but go full speed ahead with what you believe is right for the company and for the culture, and I think that's what made it so dope.
0: that that is dope that is dope like the you didn't realize during the time that how it was attacking you so many different ways from branding, the rock to the cold, but it was just like everywhere like you know it was just like if you drank the juice you drank the juice you feel me and you were just rockefeller everything so now um from rockefeller
1: was not, days was my my days was 18 20 hour days like come on I, It'd be, I was just telling somebody last night. I never forget leaving the club and going uptown to drop my man off the original Chop Cheese in Harlem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> going to high G's and we sleep in the truck. And then actually, the bouncer from the club knocks on my window like, "Yo, bro, what are you doing?" And I still got the Chop Cheese on my lap. Like, I didn't even get to eat it. Like. <laughs> So you know, it was, it was it was it was it was it was it was nonstop, you know, seven days a week all around the world and I just you know I just ain't have street teams in the in the US. You know what I'm saying? We had street teams in Paris in London, you know what I'm saying, all over. So we was just really expanding around the globe and really pushing the brand like to a whole different plateau. The vision the vision behind the whole thing, who
0: was it? For, what,
1: for, for what's that?
0: That whole Rockefeller thing. Like, who who you seen mostly just like, yeah, we got to make sure and pushing that agenda. I mean,
1: day-to-day was definitely Dame. Damon Biggs was there day-to-day, you know, running in, in the office. You know, they, they they were more hands-on. You know, you saw Jay Moore at the event, so he would pop into key meetings. But, you know, I, I worked hand-in-hand with Dame, and I think that was that that was always good for me, because I could tell him my vision and and me also being plugged into those different worlds, having experience in fashion, experiencing music videos, and also, you know, hanging out downtown New York. You know, downtown New York was a different scene back then. Like, below 14th Street, it wasn't many Black people in those rooms. You know what I'm saying? So, already having a connection with the Mark Ronsons and all of these different DJs that were spinning, I was able to get into these places, and it'd be nice that he'll be in somewhere or I'll be in somewhere. He come in like, yeah, hey, what you doing? How you getting here? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was just really having that cultural understanding, but it wasn't a bad thing. It was just like, oh, I I see you. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, and I think that's that, that was able to, it was that mutual respect.
0: So quick question now, being able to work side by side and seeing um, this global phenomenon, businesses, music, and all of these mm-hmm. different brands, um, what are some of the jewels you took and you learned for yourself that started the new corporation of Black Billionaires? I
1: think what I learned from them to incorporate into Black Billionaires is is really, like, be consistent. Like, it's about the power of your branding and, and empower your people. Like, you know, it's always, you know, any, any entity that wants to survive has to now look back at the next generation so if you look at you know the success of you know jay he had the you know he empowered bleak you know what i'm saying and, and dame when it got cam and cam when it got jewels you know what i'm saying so you know it's it's always about empowering and working with that next generation and be able to take that input from them and, and give them a shot and i think that just mainly too comes from my intern days where somebody gave me a chance so it was really, you know, me working with other young designers, whether they do graphics or do this or do that, and just really, you know, bringing something to the table. But, you know, Black bean is was birthed out of, you know, I started it during the pandemic and I came up, you know, I was in the crib like everybody else and I'm a very social person and, and I was looking at what was going on and I was just like, you know, it was kind of Virgil, rest in peace, Virgil. It was kind of Virgil expired as well because I was like, how can I take something? that create a brand that's going to make empower not just our people but come up with a good conversation i wanted to make a brand that was that that can make people socialize because i felt like with me being super social people became less social like you don't want to interact with people we have these masks and everything else everybody was kind of like distant but then how can i really take what virgil did with off-white where it was like you know, the the brilliance of that was it wasn't overly styled in fashion. It was based on text. So how can I take some text, but also with a meaning and empowering. And when somebody else sees that, they're going to be like, yo, that's what's up or have an intelligent conversation. So, you know, when I created it, we started this event called Pop Up Picnic. And it was really like that was really just something that we did in the park and really just to get people out. And I didn't put it on social media and on nothing. Nobody knew I was doing this you know what i'm saying and at the pop-up picnic event i literally went around had the shirt on and was just like yo if you buy a shirt you get a free towel if you buy a shirt you get a free towel and we did like three four events and by the end of that people were coming back like yo i need the white one now yo my people's want two blacks i need three whites so it was just really started was really birthed out of that and i knew like okay i got something here and then as i started to travel with it and make other pieces you know, when I'm in the airport or I'm out of town, they don't know it's my brand. And people are just like, hey, you know, what do you do? What are you into? And, da, 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 da. and I started to have all of these different conversations with different people from all walks of life. And I was like, oh, this shit really works. Like, you know, people like this. And then that was really the reaction from my customers. And that's, and I realized that that's why, like, the customers that I started to build, they enjoyed that as well. So they could be wearing a hat or a T-shirt somewhere. Nobody, somebody that doesn't know them is going to speak to them about the brand because what the brand messaging was saying. And I don't see that from other mass market brands. Just because somebody has on Gucci or Louis or, you know, a Mary, somebody isn't going to say, hey, what business are you into? It's not, it's not, it's more of a, I'm part of this elite society, but nah, this is, well i don't really know you and you saying you got billions in this and it's really about our mind state also you know going back to what my hat say they stole everything from us is really you know what i'm saying it's kind of birthed into that you think about you know what black people went through in america and what we still going through is just like everything has been stolen from us so if you look back at, at even after slavery you know we're not even gonna count the free labor they got but you look at all of the Great black societies that was built And the Tulsas and all of these different Great cities and things that they did And when you look back at what happened to it What they did they do is either they burned it down Or they put drugs in it Or they put a highway through it So that, you know, this country has always Found a way to systematically I think every 10 years fuck, Find a way to fuck up our generational wealth You know what I'm saying? Because you think about the things that your family did Or my family did Look how much money or businesses and things we would have inherited from those that built you know came out of slavery and built up these things and did great businesses and built banks and built you know colleges and all of that but somehow within the pipeline whether it's crack or heroin or jail or this that like you know when you start to look at the system it's always a way for us not to be empowered and i wanted to find a way to give my people a voice and empower back to people
0: no that was deep because i've been watching um like i'm not sure if it's on netflix or amazon but they talk about some of these towns where um by the lake and they come and take over the towns and all of that stuff and how they fighting to get their stuff back so yeah
1: it's okay the green book, you know, it was it was talking about the green book on how black people used to have to travel in America and they couldn't go to certain bathrooms and restaurants and they had hotels and bars and communities that it was like a whole hub for all these black people. And, you know, I watched the documentary on, on that and they try to go back to a lot of these places and what's through there, a highway, you know what I'm saying? So they knew how to divide it and then say, okay, now these people on this side of the highway, this people on that side of the highway, and you look at now, oh what, oh it's gang territory, or you from the east side, you from the west side, da 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 da. Where's that? Back then it was one big community. So it's just like that, you know, when you look at the system is always still against us, even though we're out of slavery, we're still in some form of fight for our freedom and, and, and our and our economic fair share.
0: You can have me tap on tap in on what I call the new digital slave is we are slaves to our phone. Um, Right. And if you have ever driven Uber or Lyft and you're a slave to the app, (laughs) but um, so that is the whole idea and concept about Black Billionaires, the branding
1: yeah it's just it's yeah, it's just really empowering empowering the people you know what I'm saying I wanted to give people a brand that they could celebrate and really feel good about and and really, like I said also too on the social side, spark a good conversation, you know, so it's just like you know from whether it's hustler Spirit or they stole everything from us or no handouts or hustle or just a brand name. I think you know these slogans and marketing things that I've incorporated into the brand is really embodies what we represent. But then also, too, when other people see it, it sparks a good conversation from the other person that doesn't know. How, how do you have an intelligent conversation with somebody just out the blue? Somebody just ain't gonna walk up to you and be like, yo, hey, what you do? Like, nah, but then they put you with a black billy something on and be like, all right, he about his business, he about his money. And 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 sometimes for me, I forget that I'm wearing it. So somebody will say something to me, and I'm like, huh, "What are you talking about? Oh, your hat! Oh, oh!" You know what I'm saying? So it's just really, you know, like I said, coming out of that, you know, pandemic mind state. And I think in our lifetime, we never thought we would see anything like that. That shit that we read in books and heard about, but then like to really lived through it and being in New York City and seeing the streets empty and we can't go nowhere and it just became a ghost town and you know it was really you know giving people that hope again and really I think you know like I said after everything you know the George Floyd and everything that we lived through it's like we gotta celebrate us you know what I'm saying We, 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 we represent everybody else why we don't represent ourselves
0: I feel that I definitely feel that energy definitely but if you don't celebrate yourselves, then who you gonna celebrate? I, you know, and I always, you know what? And and and, and people say this, um, uh, oh, you always thinking about yourself, right? Who else am I supposed to think about if I'm thinking about myself? So you want me to put this in front of that no like at the end of the day it's your home it's your temple it's your foundation it's your peace it's your serenity and if you feel good about it then that's what it should be so like i feel the brand like i've been seeing it i I definitely see you i see you moving all the events
1: (laughs) brother in every other culture they represent themselves you know and there's no disrespect to them but it's like you know being a black american you know, I, I call us the aliens on the planet because we ain't really got no home. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we Africans, but we in America, but everybody else in America got a grind. Like, all right, well, we gonna go back to this country. We gonna go back to this go country. I'm we gonna go going back, back to
0: home.
1: Yeah, where we going back to? Down south? We going back to the planet. <laughs> like, come on, like, we can't, it's more than that, you know what I'm saying? So no matter where we go on the planet, we still not accept it. Like, yeah, they embrace us, they gotta tolerate us, but we kinda of, and that's what makes so dope though. Like, you know what I'm saying? You think about this group of people that were stolen. We we stolen people on stolen land, but you know, they 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 do everything to try to make us the worst, but then they <coughs> steal everything from them, and everything we create impacts the entire world. Like We are some fucking aliens, Dylan. We are the magic. Like, yeah, no other culture could do that. Like, we created hip-hop, we we impact every industry, whether it's food, tech, everything depends on us. If we don't co-sign it, the black Americans don't say it's dope, it's not a go. Whether it's cars, whether it's this, that, drugs, anything you name, like, black Americans say it's cool.
0: Quick question. Um, uh, A book that uh, my my partner, he always asks this question. Um, A book that you're currently reading and a book that uh, have changed your life.
1: It could be audio. A book that I'm currently reading. uh, I'm reading a Rich Paul book. Um, 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 I can't think of the title right now. It's like right there. (laughs) But I'm reading the Rich Paul autobiography, which is dope. And people don't know who Rich Paul is. He's uh, LeBron James' manager. And, you know, he he's like one of the first black like agents. And, you know, he and the book is really about how he came from, you know, gambling and hustling in Cleveland to being very impactful in the sports world and representing agents and really taking that to another level. And I think that's that's dope and, and inspiring. And I would say um a book that changed me would be Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You know what I'm saying? Like I've read that maybe two, three times and I really, you know, coming from the streets and understanding business and going through different things. I think it I had to read it a few times to really let it sink in. You know what I'm saying? And I think I I embody a lot of those tactics and and took tactics from that to really and still use tactics from that and my business thinking and my and my approach to, you know, deals or partnerships or creating new businesses.
0: Okay. How can they find your brand?
1: Yeah, you can find the brand. You can follow it at, uh, at black Collection on Instagram, or you can follow me at Lava NYC. Also, that's my Instagram and Twitter. The brand website is WearBlack.onUniverse.com. You know what I'm saying? We're black, man. We're black brands. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with it.
0: <laughs> and thank you very much. I really appreciate it. This is Beyond the Blockchain Podcast. Yeah, shout out to all the brands. I hope you ain't got a chance to enjoy the interview. Um, this is Beyond the Blockchain. We do this each and every Monday, 10 a.m. Um, and this is Beyond the, Block- <laughs> Beyond the Blockchain podcast. Make sure you tune in. Like I said, join our community, join our Telegram group, um, UCOC, United Colors of Crypto. We will be doing a merch. Related uh, Membership brand um, Like I said I got some dope guests Lined up for the For the year Actually for the next Couple of weeks And I got some dope um, uh, Investigative reporting On AI And like I said The good The bad The ugly um, And it is Peace Peace